Here's what's coming up on today's show. Those sort of discussions with an advisor uh, add a lot of value to really making sure that as a client, as a, as a participant in these plans, you're sticking with your strategy. And sticking with your strategy is one of the most important elements of, of a successful retirement. This is the Retire Happy Podcast with John Amarino a fiduciary financial advisor at Securus Financial in the San Diego area, and Thomas O'Connell, president of International Financial Advisory Group, Inc. in Parsippany, New Jersey. Together, they'll be keeping retirement happy from coast to coast. Welcome back to another episode of the Retire Happy Podcast. I'm your host on the West Coast, John Amarino, and I am joined, as always, by my good friend and co-host on the East Coast, Mr. Tom O'Connell. Tommy, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, John. How are you? Good, good. Um, we mentioned good. it on the last podcast, uh, but pitchers and catchers reported yesterday, so spring training is in the air. And that means spring's in the air. Yeah, yeah, and uh, taking Jake and Colin, uh, his best friend, over to uh, spring training next week. So we we always nice. hit up the practices so they can see how these guys prep, and uh, they get a lot of face time with the players. Excellent, and hopefully they did well with their um, fundraiser for their trip to Cooperstown. Yep, yep. Um, they Jake raised nearly uh, three thousand dollars. So beautiful. And, uh, and thank you, Tommy, for your your uh, contribution. And uh, special shout out to Steve and Gail Meeks, uh, a couple of great advisors and friends of ours that they actually won one of their Super Bowl squares and redonated their winnings back to great. Jake. So nice, great people. So, but you know, folks, the first couple episodes we're talking about investments and and the future uh, of Brookstone Capital Management. And this is a show today, it's going to be geared towards those pre-retirees or those people that just can never retire, right? They just love working so much uh, that they continue to work. And this is also going to be geared towards business owners. And, and what we are going to be discussing is 401k management. Um, you know, Tommy, you know, tell me if I'm, I'm right or wrong here, but you know, how many people have you talked to that really thought that their 401k was being managed by somebody and they had no they had no idea that all they were being given were investment options and yeah, that it was for them I, I think a lot of people are under that preconceived notion uh, and it's just not not the case uh, um, and I think it's the same you know a lot of people we've talked about this in the past think I mean I run into people all the time that say oh what do you mean my 401k is going to be taxed right or wait I'm in a target date fund isn't that uh, an asset allocation so we're going to talk about all those things today yeah and you know and this is another great relationship that has been fostered by you know Dean and the people over at Brookstone Capital Management right we're always looking for you know, re resources beyond just investments. So right. with with that, I would like to introduce our expert guest on today's show, Mr. John Blanfin. He's a uh, CFP and AIF, and he's a veteran of the industry uh, since 1993. So with 31 years now, and, you know, he, he joined retirement management systems and today he is the director of operations and research 
And before that, he was a financial advisor with Valic and Retirement Strategies of Maryland. So he has a wealth of knowledge in this industry, uh, and he has served both Tom and I's clients, and he's just been a great partner, a great resource. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Mr. John Blanfin. And here's today's guest, the Director of Operations and Research at Retirement Management Systems, John Blamfin. Thank you, John. Thank you, Tom. It's great to be here. Enjoyed our relationship with Brookstone over the years and uh, look forward to talking about the 401k market, um, help people, as you say, pre-retirees and even those who just can't seem to want to retire. They want to keep going. And they want to keep the money in the 401k because that's, uh, you know, they're, they're allowed to. They don't have to take um, distributions while they're still working. So it's a good opportunity for them and um, here to answer any questions and help your listeners out. Great. Yeah. And, you know, Tom, before we really hit up John, let's talk about some of the issues that we've seen, uh, you know, with prospects or, or, or clients that, you know, have come into our offices and they, they've seen 401ks. What are, what are some of the issues that you've really seen? Well, some of the issues are um, a, a lack of retirement options or investment options, right? A, a really small menu of things that the people can invest in or no direction, meaning what we said at the beginning of the, uh, of the show, but people who maybe think that their 401k is managed for them, but it really isn't. Um, or they're not sure, you know, how much should I have here? How much should I have there? We'll talk about company stock in, uh, in plans in just a few minutes with John. So some of those are some of the, the main, I think, issues that I run across. Yeah. And yeah, so we hear that all the time. I'm sorry, John, but the, um, the number of people that, that come to us and, and through advisors, we work with advisors across the country, not just with Brookstone, but um, across the country and thousands of clients. And so many people, you're right, think that they put the money in the account and either the company or the financial institution that it's with is managing the money for them. Um, And that's simply not the case. Um, They need to take a proactive role in how it's being invested um, and how it's going to help them reach their goals in retirement. Yeah. And, you know, the the other two issues I've seen, and, and one goes back to what you both just said about the the investment management and limited funds, but the target date funds, you know, you see these disaster, these plans with these target date funds and people, well, yeah, no, it's auto rebalancing. And it's really a strategy without thought. It's just every year, they're just going to cycle from, you know, equities to more bonds. And, and, you know, in, in theory, a lot of people think, well, if I'm selecting the target date fund in 2010 and I'm, and it's 2008, I'm going to be safe. You know, it's going to be more conservative. That's kind of like the the tagline of it. But Tommy, I mean, I, I remember looking, uh, doing a, an analysis with you at our old RIA, which we won't mention. And they, you know, the target date 2010 fund lost 34%. Uh, yeah. You know, in 2008. 
So, right. uh, you know, the target date funds have been an issue. And then the other thing is the expense ratio and the cost. You know, even with the bigger plans, you might have a management administration cost that's really low. But then you peel back the onion on the cost of some of these mutual funds, 1.752%. And, you know, you're paying 2.6% in, in fees to manage your own 401k and get a limited, you know, mutual fund option. And then the other, and then the last thing, and then we'll we'll let John do some talking. We promise, folks, in just a second. But the last thing I'll say is, uh, you know, uh, the people out there when they're looking for help, right? They may call that eight hundred number that is provided to them by their four hundred one k administrator, and every time they call, they might get a different person, mm-hmm. and they get a different answer, and they get a different piece of advice. Um, that could be a big problem, especially when so many people, the vast, vast majority of people, this is singularly their biggest retirement asset uh, that they have out there. And you you really can't afford to make mistakes with it. So correct me if I'm wrong, uh, John, but from what I understand and from what I've read, those target date funds are also the most expensive funds typically in the menu of choices that people have uh, just because you know someone f- is buying the say f- in your example the international fund of one from their own company mm-hmm. that international managers not waiving those fees so that when you're using uh, a handful or however many funds within the family of funds that a, a target date manager is using he's paying all those fees on top of it right back to his own company Correct. Yeah, there. The it's as a fund to fund. You're going to still have the fees of the underlying funds, and then the the management fee for the target date fund on top of that. So, um, they do give some breaks, of course, with different share classes and things for the uh, for holding it inside of the different 401k plans. Um, but that, of course, depends on the size of the plan and the price breaks that that they're getting, with it depending on the number of assets that, that are in the plan. So yes, right. they they can be. Um, uh, expensive, not always, but they can be. So give us the, the 10,000 foot view of how what RMS provides is sure. different so, from all of that. So retirement management systems has been around managing money inside of individual 401k accounts. And I'll, I'll make that uh, distinction real quick here is that what we do is help individuals manage their own 401k account, right? We don't do the 401k plan that we have some experience helping plans helping companies identify good plan investment option lineups Um, but our main purpose and function is to help the individuals with their own individual 401k account and we've been doing this since the early 1990s when when 401k has really started becoming very popular and and a lot of money started going into those plans. So the founder of my company, Mike Scarborough, was running another investment advisory firm and and used that as a a way to meet people and and build his business. He did very well at it. And then in the early 2010, decided to offer this service uh, to other financial advisors across the country and, and their clients and see if we could help them out and help their clients really build that nest egg for retirement. So we've been doing it for a good number of years, have a lot of experience, have looked at, I can't even begin to think of how many plans we have have allocated, but 
at any given moment, we're probably allocating um, different strategies, different investment models across roughly 1,200 different 401k plans. Wow. So, and just a, a, as a, a, a note as well, uh, I have a couple of clients who you helped me with that uh, not only in the 401k, but have variable annuity and variable life insurance policies uh, that you help me manage as well. Sure. The, the structure of those, Tom's fairly similar, right? You have right. Uh, a, a chassis, if you will, whether it's an annuity contract or a 401k plan into which are dumped you know, a handful of investment options uh, for the individual to choose from. So they're still required, you, you as an individual are still required to make decisions on your own, make investment decisions as to what is the best mix of investments that's gonna suit your needs. And, and most people, generally speaking, just don't have the time um, or the knowledge or the inclination to, to spend the time to do it. Right. And, and so working with a financial advisor makes a lot of sense, even though you may think, well, it's just a 401k. I can figure this out by myself. It makes a lot of sense to continue to work with a financial advisor. It doesn't have to be expensive to, to use a service like ours, but you're going to get a lot of value add. There are studies out there that show that the use of um, help, if you will, you know, managed account service within a 401k plan can add up to three percentage points per year over time um, of your overall return. So very- That's a lot. Yeah, that's, a, that's a lot of money <laughs> over time added to, your, to, to how much you're gonna be able to live on in retirement. And you know that's one thing that from the, the get-go that you really preached is the, the advisor, you know, we all know the, the benefit as planners that we can bring to our clients. You know, mm-hmm. but I, I also, even before meeting you, I was in the, the realm of, Hey, you know, it is the 401k. It is what it is. It's, they have their maybe 15 or 20 investments and they're just going to grow the tax time bomb and we'll deal with it afterwards. But in being able to partner with you and, and you say it best that the value of this advisor relationship during the 401k is not only as a client, you're getting a comfort level with your advisor, but as the advisor, I'm able to say, Hey, listen, if your company now offers a Roth 401k, which we're seeing a lot more companies finally do, you know, we can sit there and look at the tax returns and, and help them decide how much money should go into the Roth 401k bucket and really to start, you know, defusing the, the 401k tax time bomb uh, before it goes off. Correct. And we can also help them understand those target date funds and those expense ratios. You know, so what, what else do you see in terms of the value of the advisor client relationship with RMS? Well, that, that Roth feature, and, and it's a fairly new concept within the 401k space, is allowing a participant to contribute Roth dollars, in other words, after-tax dollars, to the 401k. So clients who perhaps didn't meet the or were above the income limits to be able to contribute to a Roth IRA can now contribute to a Roth 401k at the time of separation from service or, or retirement, they can roll those assets into a Roth IRA and then have tax-free income going forward. 
So it's a great way to sort of start the, the process, if you will. Maybe people have heard about the backdoor Roth IRA concepts and Roth conversions and, and such. Um, it's a great way to really start putting those after-tax dollars to work that are going to grow tax-free. Right. So the Roth concept and, and knowing, as you, as you mentioned, being able to meet with a person individually as an advisor, have an idea of what their uh, full income is and whether that Roth contribution makes sense, you know, adds a lot of value to a client. And the Secure Act 2.0 now allows the, the company contribution or the company match to go into that Roth bucket as well. Yeah. And that's a, that. I mean, that was a huge huge thing for the longest time because you didn't get, you know, that match went in the tax deferred side. So, so that's one of the things we always preach as well. You know, there's certain elements for maximizing your 401k. Right? First of all, you have to participate, right? So you have to know about it. And, and we always say at least, at least participate up until the company match. Right. Right. Otherwise free money. Just leave, leaving money on the table, free money. And then the other thing is you've, you've got to set goals for the account. And, and working with a financial advisor is just such a great way to get a good thorough understanding of how much do you have to save, how much do you have to earn in that account based on how long it's going to be in the account, right? The three variables that go into setting your retirement income amount are or that how much how long is it going to be there how much are you putting in and, and how much is it going to earn so they the advisor can help you set those goals um, and then set a risk tolerance for you you know there are certain questionnaires sort of quantitatively scored that that you can go through and we have those as well part of our process but the interaction with the advisor to really determine hey i scored a aggressive growth i don't really think that's me um, should we back off? You know, what would we have to change if we backed off on my risk profile? Those sort of discussions with an advisor uh, add a lot of value to really making sure that as a client, as a, as a participant in these plans, you're sticking with your strategy. And sticking with your strategy is one of the most important elements of, of a successful retirement. You can't be moving to cash because you don't see, you don't like what's going on on the horizon in the economy. Well, and even more importantly, moving to cash in a 401k is a monumental mistake because you lose that dollar cost averaging. And I, I tell people that's that's the one advantage that a 401k has over an IRA. And, it, you know, if you can't contribute an IRA when you're retired, if, you know, if the market's down, you're you're still shoving money into your 401k and you're buying things at a discounted rate. Right. And as you, you approach know. retirement, we see a lot of people also, sometimes they will reduce the risk in their overall portfolio. Maybe they're on target to reach their goal. And, and I always say, you know, why speed if you're going to be on, on time to get to work, right? You don't need to take extra risk if you don't need to. But for those contributions to go in at a higher risk profile so that potentially you're buying those equities that have, have underperformed, um, and continuing to take advantage of that dollar cost averaging theory, then you know, that, that's also a great way to do it. So you can split the, the current balance and how that's invested from the future contributions and how those are being invested. And from our side of the table, when we have you doing this for us, John, uh, it helps with our planning and 
overall asset allocation for the client too, right? Because you're providing us the results and the account holdings and things like that. So then we can look at this and say, well, you know, that 401k, you have, uh, so you have, you know, so much more inequities, we'll say for this conversation. So now what John and I might do is say, okay, because you have X percent over equities there, well, we may need to take your your private holdings and do something slightly different with it. We don't want to duplicate that because then that's not true asset allocation. Correct. And, and one of the things to keep in mind with the 401k, I always tell advisors and, and it's fairly obvious is the 401ks, the investment lineups in a 401k are really built for accumulation, right? You're, you're in mm. your working years, they're built for accumulation. So what we generally don't find is a very good mix of fixed income options within a 401k. So you could take that private money, the you know, money outside of the 401k and diversify it further in some fixed income options, perhaps some annuities, um, that sort of thing that can be a little bit more conservative with opportunity for growth, but that aren't pure equity related. Yeah. And that's, right. I mean, it's all about diversification and, and that's between, you know, if you can put yourself in something like a fixed index annuity where you have a area of principal growth protection that allows you to, you know, take other calculated risks in other parts like your 401k. 401k. Yeah. And, you know, John, we were talking about it, you know, before, uh, before we started the show, how many people or, or, companies, plan administrations, do you see that are doing rebalancing in, in, in the plan and how you guys take the automation rebalancing and, and put a, a better twist on it? So there are a lot of the financial institutions, I shouldn't say a lot, a, g- a good number of the financial institutions on their record-keeping platforms have the option for a participant to go in and check a box that says, rebalance this account quarterly or rebalance semi-annually. Our approach to that is that when you rebalance, it should be tactical in nature, right? If there's good momentum going into the marketplace and you want some of those uh, investment options that have grown to continue to grow and not sell too prematurely, you know, you want to avoid the rebalance and, and let it ride, essentially. Um, you're staying within your risk profile as long as these things haven't grown too much. So it becomes the rebalancing should be a tactical decision. It shouldn't necessarily just be a systematic calendar quarter type event. You know, you want to underweight and overweight tactically, as I mentioned, whether you want to hold a little bit less international, more large cap growth, etc. So you want to just do all of that um, very decisively and not let just the system do it for you. Now we've run into clients as I'm sure you have, obviously, uh, who have company stock under 401k. How do you handle that? We always recommend that no one hold any more than 10% company stock. There have been, we talked about it a little bit before the show, several examples of, of large companies, seemingly steady companies, go under and participants in the 401k plan uh, were 
hurt detrimentally because of the company stock that they held in the account. Companies like Enron, Lucent, back in the day, a lot of different examples. And they actually changed the rules a bit where you're not allowed to force a participant to hold company stock for an extended period of time. You're still allowed to give a match in company stock, but the participant has the right to be able to sell that and, and move into other investments. So we can hold company stock in what we do for clients. Um, there's a lot of sometimes decent reasons to do it. A lot of people just have an affinity for the company and they, and they want to hold the company stock uh, in the plan and that's okay. And we can reallocate, um, allocate around that company stock position. Sometimes right. it'll sometimes overweight towards a little more risky profile. That's okay um, with that company stock position. And you can do that with uh, pretty much any asset within that menu of choices that they have too, and not just the company stock. Sure, we could. Um, most people who hire us hire us to make those decisions, though. So we're right. going to stick with our with our model. But yes, if if someone said, "Listen, I want to," I really feel good about international or emerging markets or something like that or high yield. Um, we can certainly take special instructions and, and manage that account appropriately. The key is working with the advisor to make sure that we're not taking undue risk and putting the the, the client's retirement in jeopardy. Right. right. So they need to, to stay in touch with the advisor, have a reason for, for doing what they want to do, um, you know, and not just be, be gambling with their 401k money. You know, and, and Tom and, and John, you guys bringing up the, the stock options inside the plans. I mean, that that's huge. I mean, to have that proactive planning, you know, I've had clients that, you know, they've had some very huge, you know, more nuclear tax time bombs off options. And, and, and you know, John Narcessian over at PIMCO who teaches an options course, you know, he talks a lot about highly educated uh, CFOs or, or upper management people with these stocks, whether it's inside the 401k, not taking advantage of NUA or really missing the boat on really optimizing their options because uh, they don't quite understand the taxes and all the nuances that go with these options. So, you know, that's a huge point. But, you know, John, I want to do one point of clarification. Uh, for anyone thinking, wow, you know what, this is a great service to use. You guys can only manage what the plan administration plan has given, correct? You just, correct, you're, you're not yeah. going to sit there and be able to say, oh, no, we can go out and, and invest. You know, folks, you are what your plan is. The, the investment correct. options, that's it. Yeah, we, we like to think about it as we're just playing with the toys in the sandbox <laughs> that are given to us. All right, so <laughs> we can't go out and get new ones. Now, 401k plans um, over the years have started adding what we refer to as brokerage links, brokerage link accounts, or sometimes are known as mutual fund windows. The thrift savings plan just recently added a mutual fund window for federal employees. And those types of accounts do allow you to take a portion of your 401k savings and open a brokerage account. Now, sometimes the plan administrator will put restrictions on it, how much you can put into the brokerage account, what types of investments you can use in the brokerage account. But it does allow for further diversification and more opportunity to 
um, you know, to invest as if it's a straight brokerage account, invest in anything that's out there. So we do manage those types of accounts as well. We can, you know, open that account, move money over there. And we have uh, certain portfolios, model portfolios that we use, combination of exchange traded funds, ETFs, and, uh, and mutual funds. So we will not do individual stocks over there. Most plans limit that so that they're not, you're not allowed to go buy individual stocks within the brokerage link window. And some of them limit it only to mutual funds. But there is that opportunity. Um, I would say probably 30% of plans now offer a, a brokerage link opportunity. But for the most part, you're limited with, with what the plan administrator chooses. And we do see some plan administrators, they, they just do not do good fiduciary reviews of the investment lineup inside the plan. So if you see something that's not, that you think is a little bit off in terms of an investment option, you have every right to go to your plan administrator and say, hey, I think we need to add something, you know, in this asset class because, you know, I'd, I'd like to invest in it. Or if you think that a particular fund is underperforming uh, its benchmark, you know, you have a right as a plan participant to go uh, talk to your plan administrator and ask them to do a review of those investment options. And would you help that uh, with, uh, with having that conversation? We certainly could. I mean, you know, again, we generally play with the, the toys in the sandbox that are given right. to us, but we will let a participant know, a client of ours know, if, if a particular fund doesn't really seem to be holding its own against a benchmark. Right. So we can certainly help do that. We generally don't have the authority to go to their plan administrator on our own, so mm -hmm. we would need their help in doing that. But yeah, it's something to keep an eye on as a 401k participant. You know, the plan is the plan administrator is a fiduciary to the plan, so they are responsible for managing that plan for the benefit of its participants. So as a participant in the plan, an individual participating sending money into the plan every month, every paycheck, you know, they're supposed to be doing it for your benefit. So make sure they are in all aspects of the plan. In terms of costs, you know, a lot of costs have, have come under scrutiny recently and they've done a good job, I think, overall of trying to minimize the costs that are in 401k plans. There used to be right. some real egregious investment options, management fees, within the within the plan and they've they've done a good job of expelling those yeah i can remember probably not even that far long ago um you know, i think fidelity or somebody did a study and and i think the average plan fee was somewhere around three and a half four percent a year and Oof. the problem is is that it's not something that's subtracted from the participants account so they don't see that they don't um, see it as a line item correct right Right. So, so it's hard to make people aware of that. They say, well, nobody charges me anything, but you know, if you match up your Wellington fund in your private portfolio compared to your 401k portfolio, uh, look at that total return number and that's where you're going to see that. That's right. So it's a, it's a real key that one of the points we always make to people is that, you know, know your investment options, know the options for the plan as a whole. Right? The investment options are one, are the, the key element, generally speaking. And every year you will get a disclosure document from your plan administrator listing all the investments, you know, their one, three, 
five, maybe even 10 year returns, but more importantly, their administrative fees, the management fees um, of that fund itself. So keep an eye on those, um, you know, make sure they're not creeping up above 1%. Really any fund within a 401k nowadays should not be in excess of 1%. And John, so we talked a lot about the importance of you know what you guys do with the plan and the cooperation with the advisor, you and the client. Um, but there's some other things that you guys do aside from just the investment management in, in terms of you know quarterly research and whatnot. You, you mind talking about some of the extra features that you guys provide? Well, really core to what we do is, is look at the allocations every quarter and make decisions as to whether we want to underweight, overweight different asset classes within our, our strategies. So we manage money and help individuals um, manage their own money with seven risk profiles, right? From conservative all the way to aggressive growth. So it's a scale of one to seven is, is how we approach things. So we're going to look at um, the asset class weightings, which within each of those different profiles, we call them sleeves, right? So the number six growth sleeve, for instance, is probably 80% equities, 20% fixed income and cash, let's say. Um, but every quarter, we're going to look at that and we're going to determine whether we want to be more aggressive or less aggressive within certain parameters. If you're in a number six growth portfolio with us, you're not all of a sudden going to become a number four growth and in income. You know, we're not going to reduce your risk substantially um, of our own choosing, right? That's more of a decision with, with the three of us, us, your advisor, and yourself to help determine which profile is, is right. But within that number six profile, we're going to overweight and underweight things to try and take advantage of what we see coming down the pike um, economically speaking and, and market speaking. So we, we do that and you know all of a sudden maybe your number six profile looks 85% equities and 15% fixed income. So that's the active management um, benefit that, that we bring to the table separate and apart from what again what a target date fund would do. Um, or any other type of sort of risk approach within a 401k investment option. So it's a little more active management on that quarter quarter analysis. And we keep the advisor informed of what's going on. So, you know, Tom, we send you information every quarter about what our models look like and right. how each of your, your clients is invested with us. Um, and then it enables you then to call up the client, just have a quick review. Here's, here's what's going on this quarter. You know, look for changes coming down the road. And you so provide a, a quarter, right? And you, you provide a nice quarterly write-up too, as okay, hey, this is like what we do through uh, Brookstone, right? Uh, hey, this is what happened in the in the past quarter. This is what we right. see forward thinking in for the next quarter, and so this is our rationale for what we did and what we're gonna do. Correct. We do a, a, just a short write-up. We don't, we don't like to bore people with our economic forecasts and market forecasts too much, but we like to keep them informed um, and give them some backdrop as to why we're doing something. Right. right. So it's, you know, people have hired us because they don't want to 
do this. <laughs> um, they, a lot of them have, have an interest and they don't have the time, but generally speaking, they're putting their faith in us to do the right thing. Um, mm-hmm. But we do want to keep them informed. So we do have that nice quarterly write-up um, and it's good for the advisors as well as the clients. Yeah, and, and you brought up another great point, John, that the collaboration uh, of going maybe from a six to a four and at what point in time you might want to go from a, a six to a four to a three and you know tommy and i we've talked about it in the past the the retirement red zone where it's your your last couple years of employment and your first five to ten years of retirement those are the most vital time financially uh, for your 401k and your life savings and so you know when you're a couple years out you know, you've built that that mountain. Now you want to start to to go into a preservation mode, and and I see a lot of people. You know, and Tommy, I know you you do too because we talk and we collaborate. You know, and, and help each other out on some case designs. A lot of people are coming in locked and loaded. You know, ninety one hundred percent equities, and <laughs> you know there there was people when I first got in this industry and Tom. You and I talked about this a lot when I was a rookie advisor back in 2012. I was still talking to people that were digging out and delayed retirement three or four years because they lost 40-50% in the 08 crash, right, Tommy? I mean, what did you see? Uh, yeah, same thing. And and that's one of the great things I think about RMS's program is like what we do, we're our thought process is, hey, we're trying to protect you on the downside. Our goal has never been to make you 20 and 30%. Our goal is to get you a very decent rate of return. But most importantly, because we are working mostly with pre-retirees and retirees is, hey, let's limit that downside. Let's make sure that you're not losing the 20 and 30%. And I think that's a, a, a big plus to what John's company does is it it helps us do that for our clients. Well, that sequence of returns that, that you alluded to there, right? The, the right, absolutely. And after, right? It's if you have a downturn as soon as you retire, um, you know that it's quite detrimental to your to your retirement you know, ability to make sure you're not going to outlive your money. So right. part, of, part of the process that, that we invoke here is every year you're going to get from us a quantitatively scored risk profile questionnaire. Fairly simple. And the highest score is going to be your time frame. You know, how many more years until you start withdrawing money from this account? So that's the biggest factor that, that goes into the profiling for you. And when we get that back, if there's a change in that profile, we're immediately in touch with the financial advisor um, who can then review it, review it with the client and make sure that, hey, do we want to decrease risk at this point? Are we ready to do that? You know, are you really going to retire in this time frame? How, do, how else do you feel about risk? Um, and then we'll take that direction from the advisor as to whether we, in fact, want to reduce the uh, risk in the account or, or leave it go for another year. So, but that yearly review um, that we instigate is is crucial to you know, successful management. Right. Good. Well, you know, uh, I mean, just looking back at, at our time together, you know, the the importance that that you bring that that other just strong arrow 
you know, in, in the arsenal of financial tools that a lot of people don't know exist. And, and really, you know, imagine you're a 401k person, you're just kind of winging it, right? You're, you're just taking the target date fund. Like, hey, I'm going to retire in 2030. You know, just do the target date and I'll just, you know, shove money in it. And and I love the personalization because, you know, Tommy, you and I always preach there is no cookie cutter solution. Every person, just like with their DNA, every person has their own financial DNA. And, you know, to be able to sit here and not only you said it best, John, and it's a mantra that Tommy and I, again, hammer home, stay the course of that plan. That's the key to success is having something right. where, you know, the, the money's being managed according to a plan that's been designed by the client, the advisor, and and you. And knowing when to dial down the risks, knowing that the market's going to do what it's going to do. No one can control it, but we're always looking at that 360-degree view where clients tend to get that tunnel vision. So... You know, the, the, the value you've brought, my clients have been happy with you guys over the years. Tommy, your clients have been happy. You've told me that. Yep, um, for sure. You know, it's it's been a great partnership. And, and I thank you for uh, for everything your company's done and the value you've brought our clients. Well, we appreciate the relationship with you two and Brookston as a whole. Um, hopefully we've got many more years of, of servicing clients ahead of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I'm assuming you'll be down at, in Maryland for our September meeting so that we can all go out for a couple of um, adult beverages, adult and, beverages? And, that- and enjoy <laughs> and enjoy yeah. each other. Sarsaparillas, as my English friend says. <laughs> perhaps catch an Orioles game. Yeah, uh, perhaps. Yeah, yep. uh, that, then they talk about a solid team. They've got they've got they're going to have a good team this year. Yeah, yeah. Under soon to be under new ownership, Angelos is selling. Yep. The happy times for you guys. So that's great. Yeah. So well, you know, John, uh, we appreciate you coming on and sharing all this wisdom, and um, you know, we can't say enough to the job you and your company does. So thank you very much. Great staff. Great. You have a great staff too, John. They're just uh, phenomenal. Customer service is. uh, Yeah, it's it's our. That's one of our goals. They're Internally, awesome. Internal measurements of, of how we think employees succeed. Yeah, the person I, I'm in contact with most is uh, Kathleen Tesh, and she's, Kathleen, she's right. yeah, she's awesome. She's yeah. just awesome. So, yes. so well, folks. I know you said so. Yeah. Please and- do. Uh, now, I hope that doesn't cost you money as a company. But. <laughs> 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 we pay them well. We pay them well. Not well Good. enough, I'm sure. But <laughs> Well, folks, All right. that's going to wrap up another episode of the Retire Happy Podcast. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We appreciate John and everything he does and for spending uh, you know, an, almost an hour of his time to, to help educate you. And, you know, folks, one thing that Tom and I had mentioned uh, off air after we, we talked with Dean is, you know, we want to hear from you. And if you guys have topics on future shows that you want, and, and you know that it's not just investments, anything that you know you have questions about or, or concerns about in retirement, let us know. Send us an email uh, and or, or comment on YouTube as to what you want to hear, and we will tailor shows for you 
Um, because folks, that's what we want, right, Tommy? We want Absolutely. people to retire happy and we really want to be the go-to resource for our listeners in all things retirement, whether it's relocating, traveling, living healthy in retirement, or you know how to manage your 401k. So, and and John is uh, gracious enough. Uh, check out the show notes on the Retire Happy Podcast uh, website. We're going to have some resources from today's website. So, folks, thanks again for uh, joining in and listening to another episode of the Retire Happy Podcast. So long, folks. It's easy to get in touch with John and Thomas. If you're more on the West Coast, give John a call at 858-935-6210. That's 858-935-6210. Or go online to gosecurus.com. That's gosecurus.com. If you're more of an East Coaster, then call Thomas, 973-394-0623. That's 973-394-0623. And online at internationalfinancial.com. That's internationalfinancial.com. And you can, of course, always just check the description or the show notes section of today's show for all that contact information. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting apps, and we'll see you next time on the Retire Happy Podcast. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM, Securus Financial, and International Financial Advisory Group are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by John Iamarino, Thomas O'Connell, and guests on this show are their own and are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subjects covered. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all of our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interests of our clients and to make full disclosure of any conflicts of interest if any exist. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV 2A Item 4, for additional information.